Welcome back to Work Bestie, the podcast where we talk about everything you would discuss with your work best friend, a guide for 20 and 30-something-year-old females trying to figure it out and do the best they can. Hey guys, good morning. I am trying to be more consistent with posting, so I released an episode last week and have more to chat about this week. So I feel like I'm not really in my interview era So I feel like these are just kind of going to be a lot of me talking. So if you like that, great. If you don't, skip on through. But I feel like I'm just like going through a lot and need to simplify things for myself. And the easiest way to keep things simple is to just do them myself and not have to plan an interview or find people, source people. So I... This is going to be a little bit all over the place. I think that they kind of always are. Um, So let's just start chatting. Um, I have not been feeling like myself recently and I've been really trying to reflect on it. And I think I, I know that, you know, my feelings are reactions to things and that it's not always reality. It's perception. So... I, school, like, academic-wise is fine. I've had a lot of leadership stuff be super busy, and it's all about to wrap up, so, um, it's just kind of a big burst at the end, um, so I haven't had a lot of capacity with all of that, but, um, I'm also just noticing that I'm, (coughs) excuse me, really like frustrated and disappointed are the feelings that I'm feeling in regards to like some of my friendships and I've been really trying to figure out and isolate what is making me feel that way and I'm in a class I've been in a few classes this year where we talk about like character traits and values and I'm in a class right now where we had to take a test that kind of like ranks our values and I've known this about myself but what keeps coming up for me is consistency and reliability are like my number one character trait or value in relationships and really that comes down to people doing what they say they're gonna do and like communicating and just like being reliable and consistent I think it plays into the whole like actions over words sentiment as well so it's not about what you say it's about what you do and so that keeps coming up as something that's really important to me and I have some friends who are like I know love me dearly and are like super precious to me and I know that I'm precious to them but our values just don't align and like what's most important to me is that and I haven't like flushed it out with them, but they cancel on me all the time or they show up like an hour and a half late to something like one-on-one that we have scheduled without communicating. And it's like, I try to, you know, it's like not a big deal. Something came up, they're sick, whatever, but it, it becomes a pattern and a habit and it just like really reinforces that negative like thing that I have where it's like I really just 
need the consistency and reliability. So figuring out what to do with that, figuring out how to approach that. I think what I've been starting to do is kind of like offer up less things with them and just kind of do the things that I was already going to do because I found myself like scheduling workout classes at a time that worked better for them and then they would not feel well and not come or something and that I'd be stuck in the workout class that I didn't necessarily want to go to. So I've just been kind of doing the things that I want to do. If things align, that's fine. Um, so just trying to take a step back sometimes and realize that, you know, maybe that doesn't align for us. And um, talk to my friend Kate last night and she was talking about how one of her close friends is like kind of flaky in the same thing and she you know sometimes just has to take a step back and then they'll initiate and it'll kind of like realign so I don't know that's one thing I feel like and I might have said this last week but when like everything else in your life kind of feels a little up in the air like going through a breakup, redefining relationships with your family or whatever, all these other things, not knowing where I'm going to live. You want your friendships to feel reliable and consistent. And when it doesn't, it feels like very unsettling and the foundation feels a little rocky. So I think that's part of the reason I'm feeling pretty unsettled as well. Um... I think aside from that, like, I have just been so fucking sad, like, and I was talking this week in therapy, like, I'm just tired of feeling sad. I know I can't, like, force myself through it or push myself through it or, like, make myself be farther along, but I'm just exhausted from being sad. And, like, I think I've just had, like, a lot of big emotions recently and I'm kind of all over the place in the range of emotions and really would love a break. (laughs) But I know that is not something that I get to choose the timing or the pace of. Um, and And I know that things have been hitting me harder because I do feel more fragile and vulnerable. And I, you know, have told my friends... I'm having a hard time. I've told my parents I'm having a hard time, but I don't, it's not their fault. I just don't think people believe me because I'm the friend that's always fine. Um, and Kate described it to me last night. She said, you're always so like gritty and resilient and still soft. And like people just don't know what those people need. So friends don't know what the gritty resilient, um, person needs. So I've, I had this realization yesterday when I was out and about and just like trying to think about why these feelings are hitting me so hard and why things I'm having such strong reactions to situations with my friends or things people are saying to me. And I truly believe it's because I'm the always fine friend. Even if I tell people I'm not really doing okay, I think it manifests differently for me because I'm 
fairly high functioning, so I'm able to still go to class, still get my stuff done, even though I truly feel debilitated. And when you're the always fine friend, it's not, it's not just I'm always fine. I think people think that things don't affect me. So if a friend were to cancel on me or like something were to come up or they were to not feel well, I imagine them asking one of our other friends, do you think Taylor will care? And that friend would say, no, no, Taylor, like she would understand. It's totally fine. And while that is true, I think people don't take the time to realize how people who, you know, have perspective or, you know, understanding things still affect them. And throughout kind of navigating all of this stuff, I've been like, telling myself in each instance, this isn't a big deal. This isn't worth getting upset over. This isn't a big deal. But I believe it's more of the cumulative impact. And I never know if I should address something in a moment and be like, hey, when you canceled, like, or you being late hurt my feelings. But I normally try to give myself a little space and be more objective. And then by then the time has passed. But then it happens again. And I'm like, building up a little resentment, but I've never addressed it with them. So how would they know? And then it still doesn't feel like the right time. And then because I'm feeling more resentful, I feel like I'm worried my, like my, um, reaction will be out of proportion. So I kind of put myself in these situations sometimes where I don't like address things in the best way. Cause in this moment, it really isn't a big deal, but then it like becomes a big deal. So trying to think through that. I did, I think one of the scariest things for me is telling the people, not necessarily closest to me, but like close to me, how something they do makes me feel. Um, because I have had times in my past, in past relationships and friendships where For example, in high school, there was this friend group of four girls, and I was independently friends with all of them. And I remember telling one of them, hey, why don't we all just hang out? Like, I would love to hang out with all of you guys because we're all friends. And then I just, like, totally got on the outs with all of them. And, you know, obviously I don't have all the context, but it obviously was devastating to me in high school. And I think that remains with me as evidence that if I tell someone how I feel, especially when it's kind of like the mass is with the other group, it's so easy. Like I'm the easy one to kind of like kick out or disregard. And so I think that fear of saying how I feel, like I would rather be in a relationship where I don't, I guess it feels like I, you know, I'm willing to take the brunt and not tell them because it's better than not being in relationship with them. So kind of trying to figure that out, but I did, cause I don't think everything is worth addressing, but it's figuring out what's worth addressing. But if I decide something's not worth addressing and then it becomes a thing again, it's kind of that cumulative impact that I talked about. So 
I have historically been nervous to tell my friends how I feel about things that could be perceived as small. And, but yesterday I talked to one of my friends and I was really like, I felt good afterwards. I kind of like, she came over cause I told her I like wasn't really doing well. And I like just gave her the rundown kind of on everything about how I'm feeling about things. And she is also the always fine daughter, friend. So she was able to really resonate with that. Um, her parents would tell you, oh, we don't really have to worry about you. She's also one of three daughters and the eldest. So I think that probably plays into it as well. It's just a role that we feel we've had to play our whole lives to always be the, the backbone and the one that's fine. Um, and then in addition to all of that on friendship as well, I, I have been feeling like I I am not mutually best friends with my best friends, if that makes sense. And for a long time, like since college, I've kind of steered away from the term best friend because I don't, I don't have a best friend and I feel like it puts a lot of pressure on relationships. And I just think there are ways to have multiple people that you're really close with. Sometimes I'll say one of my best friends, one of my closest friends, but I just don't have a best friend and all of the people that I kind of view as my best friends have other best friends who are truly their best friend. So I'm never someone's like first call or first person they reach out to or like that person. And especially, you know, going through a breakup. I don't even think when we were together, I think he viewed his brother as his best friend. So I, I mean, I truly just do not feel like, um, I have a best friend, but it's a whole nother thing. Um, so I don't know. I just have been feeling kind of wayward without having like a person. Um, I like, thankfully I have a lot of people, but for some reason it's been hitting me hard recently about not feeling like I have a primary person. I think when I was in a relationship, I was able to kind of go to him with anything. So I could talk about, you know, like school, he understood school because we went to the same grad school. He understood my friends. He understood my parents and all of the dynamics among friends and parents and school. And when you don't have that sounding board, it feels isolating. And I just feel like I'm like stuck in my head all the time. Um, so yeah, I've just been sad and lonely, but I think I've been trying to journal more and get it out. Therapy's been really good. Talking to my friends, you just kind of feel like a broken record after a while with your friends about being sad about a breakup because it's just the same thing over and over and there's nothing to do about it. Like there's no, there's no tools. There's no, there's no, nothing to figure out. Um, which is something I talked about in therapy this week. I think I'm, I was a social worker. I'm an oldest daughter. I'm a fixer. I'm a solver. And I need to put down the tools because I don't need the tools because there's nothing to figure out. I've been trying to figure out how to fix things and 
like for a long time, obviously before our relationship ended and there's nothing in my control to fix. Um, there's nothing to be done. So my therapist was like, what if you recognize there's nothing to be done? And I think that is so against my nature because I'm like, fix, think, if I think about it more, maybe I'll think of something I haven't thought of yet, which I'm not going to because I thought about it from every angle. And I don't know. I just obviously wish things were different and I just am grieving, particularly the first two years of our relationship where it was just like literally the best. And then just like our future. So it's like a lot of grieving when you're grieving the past and the future. Um, I just don't want to be with anybody else. I just, I think that a part of me will miss him forever. And I feel overwhelmed by that for sure. Um, so I, I don't really, I don't know what to do when there are no tools and there's nothing to fix. So I feel a little, a little aimless and like, don't really know how to proceed because I am still feeling sad, but there's nothing to do. So how do I move through it? And like, what do I do to keep things going and keep the process progress? Um, so, I don't know. Feeling, it's kind of just where I am. Um, but, I saw this TikTok this week. And I, I, it has been something for me a long time to care about being considered. I think consideration is such an underrated love language. And not love language in the way of, like, the five love languages or whatever, but in the way where when you consider other people or when you feel considered by others, it is just truly the highest form of love. So I'm going to read this little sound bite that I heard. So it says, I want to be considered the highest form of love is consideration for how you feel for how their actions impact you. I want to be considered. I want to know that somebody has thought about me in depth because they care and wouldn't want to see me hurt. They wouldn't want to just disregard me or my feelings. And I think being considered is so underrated. They've gone through the process of thinking about you and caring about you, wanting to make sure they don't hurt you. And to me, that's what love is. And I think this theme of consideration goes across friendship, family, romantic relationships. And when you feel considered, you feel thought about. And when you feel considered, it's specific to you. And it's someone going through a checklist mentally or a decision-making process where they're like, is this something that Taylor would like? Is this something that she would be on board with? And it shows a depth of knowledge about you as the person and I just I would encourage you to consider 
your friends, consider the people in your life. You can consider across the spectrum of closeness and depth in relationship. So consider people, the ones around you, the people you do know, the people you don't know. And I just hope that I am someone who considers people and I hope that there is reciprocity in the consideration.